Shut up and sit down. All right, folks, welcome into another episode of Bucket and Boomer. So tonight, joining me, I got a, I guess it's Big Booner at Bulls now, or Big Booner CBJ, used to be Boone at Bulls, Zach Middlesworth. And uh, rumor is, Bucket Hat Kyle's coming back tonight, so let's just see. Who? Kyle, how you feeling tonight? Me? Kyle? Oh, M. Kyle. M. Kyle is here. How oh, you we been? We've missed you. Somebody finally sent me a link after two weeks, so I'm finally able to get into my own podcast now. Unbelievable. Oh, you were sent a link two weeks ago. The same one it's that Michael be, Neff answered. It's good to be he was, he was trapped in Warren's basement. Mm. Yes, well, for more reasons a, than you think. Yeah, this should you be put an lotion on his skin. Yeah, we're looking at what? We're episode 21-ish? 21? Oh, are we that uh, far in? Yeah, just to, to let everybody know, if you just heard that right there, I am home alone with four dogs running around the house. So we will probably have some added guests in the background tonight and uh, completely unsupervised. So we've also I may got, or may not uh, be wearing pants. We've also got the over-under set on the amount of beer Zach will drink in the 6 to 7 o'clock hour. Uh, we're setting it at 8 and a half right now, so... Uh, if you're hearing this right now on Twitter, throw us your bets. I want to hear over or under eight and eight, eight and a half beers in an two. hour. Two? You've already finished two? I'm on. I'm halfway through my second one. All right. Now, well, are the these six being... o'clock hour doesn't start for another two minutes anyway. So, yeah. now, are these your... coming out of a can, a bottle, or are we pouring them into a pint glass? Because that's uh, going to discourage the number. Can. Out of the can. I don't know if he can do eight in an hour. Well, we're setting it at ten and a half because it keeps drinking beers before six. Oh, ten and a half. Well, I'm, I'm gonna take the under. Prove me yeah, wrong, Zach. Me Make me proud. Oh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, we'll go ahead and let you all know before we get into this episode. Uh, we have zero show flow tonight. Right. Uh, we are literally doing this on the fly, and we are going to wing it. So, as always. Tell us what we got wrong because that's the funnest part. And then maybe, maybe Zach will share what he's cooking in the background. Jesus Christ! Yeah, what dude. the hell? It's like a full ass thing. like functioning kitchen in the middle of our podcast. What is that? Fuck! Sorry, I meant to mute. <laughs> Jesus! Clang, 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 clang. We do have a lot to talk about today, though. A lot's been going on in the CBJ world since uh, since the last time I've been on a podcast, and in the last week. Yeah, I mean, a lot of new faces. Uh, turns out. We've got enough people on IR now that we may have to bring someone else up or sign someone else because we're technically under the floor in the salary cap, salary cap now. We were oh. trying to figure out how to stay under the ceiling, and now we're under the floor again. So did Warinsky officially go into LTIR? Did I miss that? I don't. He did. Okay. I believe officially now Warinsky and Boquist are on LTIR. I believe the rest of the crew is just listed as regular IR, which it's all because they're trying to get back to the floor because, you know, Justin Danforth's done for the year, so he should probably be on LTIR. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know how those contracts work with the 
with the base of the AHL guys, Danforth being one of those guys, I know he's not making a ton of money, so I don't know how those. And I'm, yeah. I don't, I'm sure he's on a one way, yeah, or a two way. He is on a one way. Okay. So he's making the same no matter what, but it's not a lot. I think he signed what that two year deal at like one point eight, one point nine. Yeah, yeah. The the big the big uh, number that obviously jumps out to me is Warinsky at nine and a half million dollars uh, on that 9. on LTIR. Five three eight. Yeah. Exactly. So that, that opens up a bunch, but um, well, I, mean, other than that, I don't know what you're going to do with all that cap space now, right? We're, we're like, I think it's, I think $38 million in IR because two of our three biggest contracts are on IR with Wierenski and Borchek. I mean, that's right. 17 and three quarter million plus because you got the point zero three eight three 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 at the end. But yeah, I mean, eventually we're going to have to do another move of some sort because you can only stay below the base or below the floor for so long. Now, granted, a lot of these guys, we have a little bit of wiggle room because they were brought up on emergency recall. So there's a lot more stipulations in how it was done. Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy. I mean, I don't know. We lost what? We've lost Danforth for the basically the year. We've lost Wierenski for the year. Both of them have the same injury with the torn labrums. You got Boquist, who blocked a shot, broke his foot. You got Blankenberg, who, after he took his skate off, found out he had a high ankle sprain and a fracture. Yeah. Um, Jake Bean got drilled into a board, and now he's got a shoulder issue. Voracek, we still don't know what happened. He's just out indefinitely no with the body. It happened that the Voracek injury happened in Finland and yeah, in the first game one in Finland. Yeah, and I I have rewatched that. I'm not sure what happened to him, to be honest with you. I don't know. I saw him get hit in the face with a stick. He took a high stick. He did take a high stick, but other got than a, that, yeah, because I mean, they got a double so minor. Long. Yeah, he got a double minor out of it, so he was bleeding, but there weren't no teeth missing or nothing. And next thing you know, he's just gone. Maybe it was something with his eyeball or something. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I don't want to speculate too much, but it's just well, – it, it's so weird, man. Well, it's hard to speculate because the NHL gives you zero information on injuries. Yeah. Yeah, they very, don't require teams to give anything specific. Information. Yeah. So, I mean, basically yeah, everybody's sure. upper body, lower body, lo- upper body, lower body, but occasionally they tell you what surgery they're going to have. <laughs> I hate and I hate to bring this up or even have these conversations, but I mean, at what point do we start looking at guys like Boquist and God? I hate to say, it, but even Line and and being like the absolute like injury proneness of these guys, it's almost not worth the contracts that we're paying them because I mean, we don't even they don't even play that much at this point. It's it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Well, see, I forgot about Line until you just brought his name up. So that means three of our four largest contracts are on IR. Yeah, I yeah, it's good that Goudreau's staying healthy and the way that he plays, he should stay healthy. Uh, but I mean that that line A injury, it it almost like it's frustrating because you watch that happen in real time, and it looks like he just gave up on that play in overtime with uh, with I think it was Parisi uh, that he got tied up with. Was that against, yeah, you know, um, I can't remember who what team that was. That was the was Islanders. Minnesota. That was the Islanders, Islanders overtime loss. We all thought he just quit on the play. Turns out he. Apparently, it looks like he stepped on the stick, and that's when the ankle injury happened. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, he just seems like he's made of glass at this point. I, 
I don't know. I hate. I love Line a as a player and as a person, uh, but that man cannot stay healthy, and he's supposed to be one of our best players. I mean, it's that. What's crazy though is ever since Line a has come out of the lineup, the offense has looked better. Well, the defense has played better since Wierenski left. Isn't this That's why true. we brought in Safe Light? <laughs> uh, yeah, to fix broken glass. I thought so. It's just it's went the opposite way. Well, I think the, the big thing right now, I was listening to Bobby Mack this morning, and one of the guests on his show or one of the talkers on his space brought up a word that just really resonated with me, and it's that these guys that are getting called up, they're playing with a, with a, a, a state of, of desperateness, and when you're desperate. Urgency, maybe? I mean, they're just, yeah, desperate, urgency, whatever metaphor you want to use, they they are doing everything they can to take this opportunity and make it their own. And, I mean, right. on that side, you love it because a guy like Marcus Bjork was buried up in Cleveland, probably wasn't even on the radar until you lose five guys in the defense. Sure. And that's, you know, and that's I mean, natural. You're going to have that uh, with, with, with lineup turnover – in general, I mean, we've seen it with this team before, where they've had hundreds of man game man games lost, and and they've come out and played better because they've got a bunch of hungry young guys from the AHL that want to make the squad, and they're making the best out of there. And and then you know, after a few games, you kind of see them taper off, like we've seen with a lot of these guys. But I I don't know, man. I I feel like that we have a good uh, farm team here. I just almost feel like they're getting thrown into it way too quickly. Oh, yeah. I mean, we we had Elaine on last week to talk about the monsters, and poor Elaine covers them, and she doesn't even know who she's covering one night to the next because, right. I mean, like the latest example, this weekend we called up Billy Sweezy. Who? Not because Billy Sweezy. Yeah, who? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, okay, Billy Sweezy. If I had to put Billy Sweezy and Zach in a lineup, I'm going to take Billy Sweezy every time. You say who now, that's because you don't watch the monsters. Right. Billy Sweezy's one of these young defensive guys that still has an old school chip on his shoulder. So he didn't get called up because we needed another guy at that time, but because we had a back to back this weekend, they're like, well, with the way shit's going, we got to have somebody else here. So that's another guy that left exactly six defenders in Cleveland. And Cleveland's been playing seven defensive guys a lot this year. And uh, just letting them roll, trying to get defenders ready and get their lineup set. Well, now they're in a situation where they have exactly enough, so now they can't afford another injury. Yeah, that's – I mean, it's it's going to come down to the point here where if it keeps happening, uh, we're going to see some, some emergency call-ups from juniors. Um, I, I don't see any other choice, honestly. I mean, we've seen it – we saw it not too long ago with um, – uh, what was it? Foodie, Liam Foodie got called up. Yeah, uh, from three, about from the London Knights about yep. three years ago. Um, went on an emergency recall. I think that was the last time. But yeah, it's besides goalies. But yeah, it's pretty wild that that's where we're at already. What 17, 18 games into the season? Well, looking yeah, at well, emergency. Well, here's the other funny thing. If you look at you know our defensive depth, thank God we do have depth that we can just keep calling up the next guy. Yeah. But outside of Matea check, who's left in juniors? A lot of these guys are still in college. You know, Coleman's is still playing in Wisconsin. 
Right. I, I don't know what the rules or, or stipulations are on any of that. Um, I, I'm sure also sure there's other guys in juniors. And then if they have to, they've got the nine and a half million LTIR that just dropped off that they can go sign some guys to, to play some games if they really have to. But that's just it just sucks that we, we had this roster together not even two months ago. And now it's just completely been decimated by injuries. Um, you know, freak, you know oh, I'm going to keep an eye on tonight because he finally comes back. Jacob Chickren. Jacob Chickren. Yeah. Has he been hurt as well? Yeah. He was coming back from wrist surgery from last year. Okay. He's still, yeah. Or another another option. I mean, Eric Carlson, San Jose is shopping the hell out of him right now. He comes with a big enough cap hit that he would get us above the floor. That's crazy. I I can't believe they're shopping. I mean, I can. He's having a, a career year so far, but that's – I, I think that you would – that's somebody – he's going to go to a contender. You bring him here, and he, he fails immediately in this system. But I don't I don't ever see that happening. And, no, and there's I, no reason to make that happen either. We could always have Olivier do the whole uh, Sergey Fedorov thing and switch to defense halfway through the season. I mean, at this point, you might as well with the way he plays, right? I don't I don't see why not. How many fights – how many fights is he going to get in this year? That dude is fucking on a roll right now, huh? What's our over-under Kyle LeBucky? Uh, on how many fights? I don't even know how many fights he's been in. I think he's he's not quite at a fight per game pace, but maybe a fight every two games pace. What is he at? Seven or eight right now? I I want to say six. Six. I don't know why that number's sticking in my head, but I believe that's the number I heard the last time he got in a fight. Was that was his sixth fight this season? I fucking right love it. I love watching Olivier play hockey. It's so much fun, and his personality, the way he's just like. Happy to be included and everything is is incredible. Did you see when he scored that goal the other night? Oh yeah, um, when he threw the monkey how, off his back. He threw the monkey, but before that, uh, that was awesome. But before that, the entire team just like came over and gave him the biggest hug I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that it was kid, incredible. He's been so him. close so many times, and for him to finally get one, you could you could see the relief on his face immediately, and the guys were so happy for him. Yeah, big locker room glue guy, clearly, and he's made that clear. He's been a great fit here so far. Love it. Yeah, I mean, and him and Crowley and Robinson are rolling together as a fourth line. I mean, we thought maybe with Tex not being here this year that the the old 99 line wasn't going to function like it did last year. And Olivier slipped in there. There were a couple hiccups and a couple healthy scratches here and there, but those four are really rolling, especially Sean Crowley. Oh my god! And that, the way that that the way that Corrali played the other night don't I apparently don't piss off Sean Corrali. You piss off Sean Corrali, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the bad the bad side of him. An uh, angry was, Sean Corrali is my favorite Sean Corrali. Wow! Yeah, that was something else. Uh, I now I now can kind of understand and, and relate to some of these girls that are like like <laughs> almost get having restraining orders filed on them. I, I get it now. Yeah, that was crazy. That one series, man, when he got that coast-to-coast goal, the the whole oh, place started. Man. He was in one corner. He got hit. The guy held him. The guy jumped on him two or three times, wouldn't let him back up because we only had one referee that game because the other referee had got hurt earlier in the game. Right. He gets up. He starts barking at the referee, takes off down the ice, destroys a man in the corner, somehow ends up with the puck, Brings it back across the blue line, goes between two guys, and just lays her up there and just lets Wild. everybody on their bench know about it. Wild play. And then he scored that empty netter at the end of the game. And then let uh, them all know about it again. It was it was Ek, it was Ekblad specifically 
because oh, yeah, he, like, he, he slashed yeah. the crap out of him. Oh, yeah. And then he still got the, the goal anyways. I, I love what Sean Corrali brings. Uh, truly, I am very happy that he's still here. Yeah, well, earlier in that Florida game, I thought it was funny when uh, Corrali got the first goal of his. Uh, Robinson took that shot. It bounced off of Bob, hit Ekblad in the face, and then went in off of Corrali's chest. I'm like, yes. how does how does Ekblad not get the first assist on that? I mean, that was a primary. Was that the first game you had on the docket to talk about, or did I? Well, the first game on the docket that. tonight to go back over. If we go through the week that was, uh, we would start with Philadelphia, okay, which was a which five was, four was a- overtime win against old John Tor- Torella in his second visit back to Nationwide Arena. Tor, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, I love Torts, but I love watching him lose in Nationwide Arena even more. So that's that's pretty fucking cool that he's coming in here and can't get a dub in his old building. Uh, well, they started out hot, but they have they have cooled off rapidly. Yeah, they have. They have. I, I was very surprised. I mean, that I wish New Jersey would cool off too, but very surprised when they when they started the way that they did. Dude, New Jersey's on a heater. They got one of those Buffalo starts where Buffalo starts hot every year, except somebody forgot to tell Jersey to stop. Yeah, chill out, guys. I mean, how many how many of us had predicted them to come in the in the bottom? Of the Metro this year. I know I did. I think I had them fifth, seventh. I don't know. No, I had Pittsburgh seventh, didn't I? I don't know. I know I had them in the lower half. I did not. A lot of lot of the big wigs have been calling for this for the last three or four years, and I just figured it was going to be another year of failure, and they finally have put it all together this year. Uh, yeah, everybody thought them. The only question with them was going to be goaltending, and they've – Managed to bring in a goaltender. One of their existing goaltenders is playing. And then the two backups, because people keep getting hurt, their top four goaltenders are all showing up to play every night. That's good. Yeah, my, my fantasy team is happy about it, too. Little, little Jack Hughes getting me a bunch of points. Oh, yeah. Love I it. got him in one of my leagues. But now yeah, that's – uh... go ahead. What's go that? ahead. Sorry. Now, if we look go at ahead. the Philly game, I was going to go over it real quick. Uh, we had 5-4 overtime win. We got uh, goals from Corrali, Boone Jenner, went up 2-0. Uh, Boone's goal was a power play goal. Power yeah. play goal. Two power Third play goals game. in that game, right? Uh, let's see, Rister, power play. Then we gave up uh, back-to-back goals to Hayes and Cates, tying it 2-2. Boone Jenner got his second goal of the night. Eric Robinson got one. And then Nick Sealer and Travis Konechny tied it back up at four. And Gabrikov with his second goal of the year, which is also his second overtime game-winning goal of the year. Yeah, that's why I'd love to see it. Yeah, it's funny. I I tweeted uh, – oh, it was, it was the game before Philly. Um, Boone Jenner is not a number one center and he like or something like that. This team not, needs a one C and Boone oh, yeah. Jenner is not him. Ever since he I took tweeted that, that part. Clearly, I mean, he has been on a fucking heater ever since I tweeted that. I was apparently I was dead wrong. The way that he's playing right now, he is a one C. The way that he's playing right now, and it's it's weird because it's been like that only ever since Line has left the lineup. I don't know. I don't want to say anything there. I don't think there's too much there to think. I but maybe maybe they're not worried about how many shots Line is getting per game, and they're just kind of flowing as they should be. I don't know. They're just playing hockey instead of forcing it where there isn't an opening. 
I and, yes, that's what it seems like. That's what it just looks like off the eye test. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at if you look at Line A's numbers, I mean, it's not like he has a crap ton of shots on goal per game. It's under four. He's at like three eight five. So I mean, he's getting a lot of shots, but he's putting less than four of them a night on the goal. So that could be part of the problem. He 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 had mentioned coming back from the injury, he was having accuracy issues. So maybe, maybe once he gets the accuracy issues figured out, it'll take care of itself when he returns. Yeah, I thought that maybe, you know, being in the league as long as he has been and in shooting so many pucks, he might have already had that figured out by now. But I guess I was wrong. He's still, he's still figuring that out, apparently. So we'll give him a break, I guess. He's a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, usually, how, long, how long could you use that excuse, huh? Uh, apparently their entire career, because I've been told that some of these 28, 29 year olds are still kids. So yeah, call me a kid real quick. See what I say to you. Listen, junior. <laughs> Stop it. But now a couple couple numbers uh, to look at in each one of these games is uh in the Philly game, we were one for one on the power play, which uh our power play is quietly coming back together for the super cold start it had. But once yep. again, we gave up 37 shots on goal that game. We were outshot 33 to 37, which isn't horrible, but you're going to see a pattern as we go farther into this week. Yeah, I, uh, the power the power play coming back to life uh, is I don't we, it was expected, right? Um, they couldn't not score the entire season a power play goal, but the way that they've done it. Uh, it just it almost seems like something's kind of switched with the team now where it, they're I don't know if the system switched or, or what, but it just seems like they're it's easier for them. They're able to set up in the in the offensive zone and actually get something done. Well, that's the biggest thing is they're getting it across the blue line now, which they couldn't do for the longest time. And not only are they getting it across the blue line, they're getting it set up and they're getting multiple shots off. And when you get multiple shots off on a power play, I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but the odds are higher of getting a shot in if you take a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah we that, uh, we started off this ahead. we started off this season like Caitlyn Jenner just went full no PP. But <laughs> love it, thank you for that. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, he's good. He's good at least twice a twice an episode for that. All right, so getting off the. Uh, Philly game. The next game we had was Montreal. So David Savard comes back into town, which uh, got to break out the Montreal David Savard jersey, which was a blast at our bar because every Habs fan was talking to me in French, and I was just going, "Oh yeah, we oui, we." Oui. I fuck. Oui, I don't know. Oui. Yeah, and you got to that thing, man. I, well, I, I, eventually, I, like, I eventually broke all their hearts, and I, I let them know that. I, I'm a Jackets fan. I just love David Savard. I wear this twice a year. That's it. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need to get that signed for you so we can re- we can frame it and retire it for you. I, and we're wearing I, the Habs jersey. I'm working on it for Wednesday. All right. Cool. Can we get the back of the jersey changed to I just like Savard? <laughs> <laughs> Not – yeah, just – yes. Or just wear your Blue Jackets jersey that says Savard on the back of it to a game that he's playing. Well, it snowed that night. I don't wear the autograph stuff when I know there's going to be moisture in the air. That's a good point. That's and very, very fair. Hey, I didn't wear the Tampa Bay Savard jersey, so there's that. Oh, that's okay. true. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. 
You're right about that. Oh, I'm a Jackets God. fan first because you can vouch for me. You went to that game with me, Kyle. I Every did. time the Jackets scored, there was one guy in a Montreal jersey cheering the entire time, and that guy was me, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. For the most yeah. part. Well, no, for the most part, I cheered the whole every time we scored. I don't know, man. I saw you frowning. Oh, well, <laughs> the only time I, the only time I frowned was when Anderson scored because I wanted to cheer because he's on my fantasy teams, but I didn't. Uh, and he was frowning because I told him a bad joke. I think at one point, so that's fine. Yeah, Kyle said something about that the test results were in, and I was your father, so that <laughs> made me made me sad, Zach. Oh, wow. where's, where's the back pay, motherfucker? <laughs> back Gas pay. is expensive. New computer, who dis? <laughs> uh, that game right, anyway. was pretty good. It was, a, it was a good game to watch. I I think that the the team played well the entire game. It was one of those games where they actually didn't have one of those periods where they just laid down and died. I don't know. That second period was not great. Wasn't well, uh, great, they, but what did they did they score on us then? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we go through we go through the summary here, in the first period, Cole Sillinger scores, and Gus Nyquist scores, and okay. we go into intermission up to nothing, and then we start second period of playing. Harris and Anderson both score and tie it up, making it two two, and then the third period starts. Captain Boone gets us a goal, and then Gallagher answers. Ties it back up 3-3. Then Sean Corrales scores, and Olivier gets a beauty off a of face-off. Oh, yeah, that was sick. Takes oh. us up to 5-3, and as soon as they were done celebrating Olivier's goal, Suzuki slipped one in, making it 5-4. Yeah. And then Corrales got an empty netter that gave us a 6-4 final. Oh, yeah. That game, uh, we look at the numbers. We were 0-for-1 on the power play because we don't – get penalties called for us, only against us. And the shots on goal, 42 to 29. Back up mm. above that big old 4-0 again. Yeah, uh, as, a, as, as a goaltender, it's tough, too, because, I mean, you, you can – I don't know. You can blame your defense, and we blame the defense, but it, it truly is when you're getting that many shots on net. I mean, it it, it does come down to your defense at that point. The defense – now, there was a lot of block shots, and there has been a lot of block shots recently, but still giving up over 40 shots a night, really, on, on both your goaltenders is not fair. It's not fair for them. Right, because, I mean, if you take in consideration there were 42 shots on goal and we had 18 blocks that night. So that means there was at least 60 shots. And, I mean, it was just ridiculous. I think I saw a number. I don't know if it was this game or the Florida game or both games. But, like, the Florida game, I know they had over 90 shot attempts. They actually had more shots on goal than we had shot attempts in that game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, That game was one of those ebbs and flows. We had fun in the first period. The second period, we were – Question in the existence of life, and in the third period, we got to celebrate afterwards. So, yeah, isn't that also the game where we found out you're a magician? I'm a magician. Yeah, with one that. simple tweet, you turned Kyle's girlfriend into yours. I didn't know. <laughs> that was, That's right. that was, that That's was right. that day. <laughs> oh, I remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> just proving the old man still has game. Your girlfriend's gonna break me. 
Oh my God, that's right. Uh, yeah, but, don't, hey, back off, boom. Back off, boom. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, no, game, that was literally your typical Columbus Blue Jackets game where we came out early and played like our hair was on fire. And then we sat back on our heels for the second period. And then in the third period, we were like, all right, we got this. And then you give up one eight seconds later, and then you find a way to get the win. And then you attach the empty netter to make it look 6-4 when that game was really – could have been 5-4 either way. Was that – that was Thursday night, yeah? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that – we celebrated really hard after that one. That's right. I remember the next day at work was brutal. Oh, my God. That was absolutely a shit show on our end. Well, yeah, well, well deserved though. We beat Montreal. We love it. Yeah, well, that was the first game this year that my daughter attended with me. So me, That's you, right. and my Same daughter and her friends went to the R bar after, and uh, we were supposed to meet Usher Jim there, and we both got drunk and found a way home and forgot he was coming. Yeah, we bailed on him. Oops, sorry, Usher oh. Jim. Love you, dudes. Uncle Jim. <laughs> Uncle Jim. I did talk to him uh, this weekend at the at, at both games and at our bar. He he's okay with us. That, okay, that was our, I'm glad. That was our one get out of jail free card. That's fair. We just have to go to Boston this next time. Right, that's what I told him. So next time we're just gonna come meet you. Yeah, that All sounds right, great. So moving on from Montreal, uh, do, do we even want to talk about this, or you just want to go past it real quick? Do we have to? Well, all right, I, I'm gonna hit. We, I'm gonna hit two high points, and then we're just gonna skip this one. Yeah, that's fine. Because I already want to talk about it. We played Detroit Saturday night. Mm. Big old L. Really bad. Yeah. Six to one. Uh, for me, the only highlight was the one goal was Emil Bemstrom. So got to lower. Got to lower the official Bemstrom jersey countdown timer. Uh, oh, we are yeah. now. We are now down to 46 after the Florida game. But uh, outside of that, just an overall ugly game. 0 for 2 on the power play. 37 to 28 on shots. We're always in the high 30s to mid 40s on shots on goal. Just an ugly game overall. I mean. Hey, Detroit's a good squad. They've got a good squad. Um, Larkin looks really good. You know, there was a bunch of trade rumors about him in the off season and those those seem to have been squashed. Um I I think they are they look like a really good team. Their off season pickups are proving to be very fruitful for them. And it's you know, there what else can you say? I mean I'm at the yeah, point I mean, now with the Blue Jackets also where you, we, we get beat six to one. It's just it's kind of part of the season now. It's I think it's a lost season overall and we're just kinda along to have fun with it as much as we can and hopefully they get better as they go. I mean, Yeiserman was given the years to do a complete teardown and an actual rebuild. And instead yeah. of instead of trying to retool or whatever phrase you want to use, he did a complete rebuild and he did it the right way. And this team is on an upward trajectory and they're going to keep going that way. And they are going to be a thorn in a lot of people's sides for years to come. Yeah, they, I think they already are, and they're going to be – I can see them contending here in the next year or so. They they have a really good squad up there. Yeah, they've dealt with a lot of injuries early this year. But, I mean, like, between, like, Perron and uh, – who was the other one they picked up? Uh, Ehlers? Sunquist. 
Sunquist, yeah. Uh, and then Lucas Raymond and Maurice Sider are still playing really well. Yeah, Sider and Billinger were going at each other a couple times in that game. That was pretty fun to watch. And don't don't forget yeah. about Bertuzzi, who just came off of injury as well. That yeah, was that was his game back. That was his first game back from IR. Yeah, and he and, scored. And, he got a, and he's of course he scored. Yeah, well their whole fucking team scored six to one. <laughs> that yeah. game had me thinking I was going to be the next thing in our Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, Montreal. We we almost got a we want ten chance started. There were so many goals happening; it was unbelievable. I was hoping we were said what if we got to seven we were gonna start we won eight and then we went nine, but now that for and here's what's funny is for as ugly as that game was, and as horrible as it was to watch and sit there and just, I mean it it was just horrible. I think that's what what we left four minutes early so we could get to our bar and get a seat. Yeah, or not Montreal. I was Montreal. I'm, I think no, me and the misses left four minutes early because the snow had hit that night and everything was freezing yeah. over. So we yeah. wanted to get the hell out of there and on the roads. And we, we did, we ducked out with four Oh four left. And that's very rarely do I leave early. It's gotta be really ugly for me to leave early, but that game, yeah. not only did it in six to one, they could have beat us 16 to one if they wanted to. Oh, Corpy absolutely is the reason it wasn't 10 to one. I mean, Corpy would did everything he could at that point. Corpy's yeah, been doing and, everything he can do. Yeah, and even looking at that game for as good as Corpy did play, there were two goals on there that were literally you got to get the pad on the ice. They just slipped under his right leg. Both of them, both of them, right leg. It's like his new weakness is he's not getting the right pad down all the way. Which side was that hip on? It's his left side. Was I it? don't know. But I think you know, so. like I, I said, know. for as ugly as that game was, twenty three hours later. We play Sergio and the Florida Panthers, and it's a completely Sergio. different team. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe that. Now, Florida is not the team that they were at this point last year. They are a shell of themselves. Not a shell, but not nearly as good as they were at this point last year. Right, but, for, but for, they're for not the as bad as they out. were two weeks ago either. They have oh, started putting it together. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I Bob Bob giving up five goals to his former team is one of the God I I just love it so much it's so funny that he get he get ten million dollar contract comes up here and gives up five goals to the worst team in the league it's yeah well, when <laughs> they pulled him so at much. one point I kept hollering put him back in I want it to be five past Bob because empty netters don't count <laughs> true and it was he came back in and they got a fifth yeah one, he yeah. came back in and it was against him and I had the tweet already up and as soon as it went I let Asher Jim send it hell yeah that's so funny. It's it, crazy nothing... that. Go ahead, Kyle. No, no, no. Go. Oh. Uh, it's crazy that this is a team that beat us nine to nothing last year. That's it... right. Yeah. I mean, they've oh, got a couple. They've got a couple big changes with Huberdo and Weger, but outside of those two, they didn't lose a lot. I mean, Claude Giroux was there for their playoff run, and obviously he didn't stay, but. He wasn't there when they started that President's Trophy run last year. He came no, in at the end of it at the trade deadline. So, really, they lost two and a half pieces. There's something to be said for that Barkov-Huberto connection, though, man. They, that was something else last year. And it, I think it got a lot of the rest of the team, like, backing behind them. And getting rid of Huberto like that, I think, really crippled them, truly. 
Oh, yeah, he's both those guys were over 100-point scores last year, and they're both on pace to score like 65-70 this year. Yeah, not nearly as good as they were, which is – that sucks. I think that was a bad move on Zito's part, and I could have told you that when it first happened, but it's, it is what it is. Yeah. But that game there, we ended up with a 5-3 victory. Um, funny story. Uh, went to Arbar really early before this game. Because uh, our, our friend Juliet from Finland uh, talked Mrs. Boomer into going to hockey for her with her before the game. Hell yeah. So, so me and Derek hung out at our bar with uh, Scott Lim and the rest of the crew. And uh, I may or may not have drank twice as many shots as I did beers. That's impressive, actually. Yeah, it was... It was really cold outside, and every time I needed to go outside to smoke, I did another shot so I would be warm. And then because it was cold outside, when I came back in, I usually had to do another shot to warm back up. So this game ended 5-3. I, honest to God, do not remember Florida scoring the third goal. I've been there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was last second. Yeah, it, it was, was, it was, was. 1905 in the third. But uh, I was there for the whole game, and I had no clue. I walked out of there thinking we won 5-2. to two. Yeah, it was a uh, tip-in off a rebound. It was the same thing Kyle was talking about with Corby, where the right pad was slightly raised. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, uh, game, I, I, mean, I for sure thought that Florida was going to going to come back and win that at the end. When they scored that goal, I was like, oh, here we go. This is where they, they're going to score two more real quick. They're going to pull Sergio again. Get all the six guys out there, and it's over. It's over for the BJs. But they held strong. Very proud of them. They did. I mean, Danell Tarasov, hats off to him. This is the game we were talking about. 50 shots on goal from the Florida Panthers to R23. Yeah. I can't um, believe it. 50 50, just think about that. 50 shots from Florida to 23 for the Blue Jackets. We won 5-3. to three. That doesn't yeah, we're make talk- any sense. We're talking about our what is, what is supposed to be our third string goalie uh, who yeah. got called back up because Elvis got put on the IR. His first game back in since playing a few games in Cleveland. Gets shipped back up to the big team. And he has 47 saves, which is usually about the number of shots we give up on goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, give up true. three goals and still get the one star for the night because you had 47 saves. And some of them saves were just spectacular. There was a power, a couple power play saves where he made just calm as could be. I mean, he really looked like he did at the New York Rangers game. His movements left to right, his deflection, snagging, his, snagging with his glove, his rebound control. Kid had one hell of a game. That puts he him should. sixth in franchise history in uh, saves and regulation. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That is pretty nuts. I I love what I saw out of him, and I mean, I got some shit for this on Twitter, but um, looks like we found our two goaltenders. So I don't know what we're gonna use, what we're gonna do with that five and a half million dollars of useless contract now at this point. But uh, there's got it's got to go somewhere, right? Go to Arizona for Chikrin or San Jose for Carlson. What River say, Zach? Oh, I said like Rimmer said, he needs a change of scenery. Send him out. Yeah. I maybe yeah, Rimmer said that. Oh, he said that. that. He said that a few weeks ago on the uh, Inside Edge. 
Well, I think we talked about it last week or the week four. <laughs> no shit, I missed that. I can't yeah, really have said that about Elvis, but to, yeah, after crazy. he had his after he had his meltdown. Wow. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe he, I can't believe there's a softer market out there for him, but than the Blue Jackets uh, social, like the fan market. But uh, good luck finding it. Maybe it is in Arizona where they actually do not give a fuck that they even have a team down there. Gary Batman does. Uh, that's that's amazing. I didn't know Rimmer said that. I I don't I don't know I don't know that Elvis is going to turn around anything. I don't know that we're going to see the same Elvis that we saw at him again, but. Um, well, I also don't fact, think that, Kyle, you know where you can find out information like that on the bucket and boomer podcast. Wow. Look at that breaking news over here. I think you broke the news to everybody that spitting chicklets was coming to our bar in a couple. Of I was the first one to get that out. I cannot yeah. wait. We'll talk about that at the end. Boomer breaking news. That's, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, man. I, I don't know about the Elvis thing. I could see him getting traded or, or what I, I honestly don't know. I could see Corp getting extended. I just don't see any teams taking on that five and a half million dollar contract for the worst goaltender in the league. I just don't, I don't there's know. no chance. I could see this injury taking a lot longer to heal. Yeah, uh well that's insane. I can't believe this is where we're at now with this guy after the last two years of it was supposed to get better and better and it's just it's just turned into an absolute disaster at this point. Mediocrity. Everybody, welcome to the dark the side. I tried to tell you all for the last 24 months. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, you kind of did. I'm not going to – yeah, you – Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Was, yeah, but anyway, if we look at this game, since we, you know, actually walked out happy and, I mean, it was a very, very fun experience at the arena. Uh, but in this game, Tuchuk gave Florida one goal lead. Uh, Chinnikoff answered back, tying it up 1-1. And then probably the most interesting goal of the night, uh, Kent Johnson scored his fourth, and then at intermission it was awarded to Boone Jenner, and then after the game it was given back to Kent Johnson. I the replay was so weird. I don't know how they saw. There, uh, there is it. one angle from the left side. You're looking directly at Bob, and there's no way Jenner's stick touched the puck. It was too high, so the deflection was off of Bob's glove. So yeah, if you looked on it, okay. If you looked at it head on, it looks like the one off the stick. Yeah, I called it originally because it happened right in front of me. I put on Twitter as soon as I saw it. I said, "There'll be a goal change coming." I said, "Boone Jenner tipped that," and then at intermission, I come back and said, "Told you, Jackets outsider." And then after the game, when I got home and they gave it back to Kent Johnson, I said, "Just kidding, it was KJ's." <laughs> yeah, Kent, he's he's turned out to be pretty good. He uh, he tried to pull that Michigan goal. Yeah, he did. Game, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. He must have had it. Just, just clipped the post with it. Yeah, that would have been fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, them people, because he took a couple hits after that, too, that probably weren't on Which camera. Which is so stupid. I can't believe that that the the guys on the other team get mad about somebody trying a lacrosse goal. Get over yourself. What the fuck is wrong with you people? He got cross-checked by Tuchuk after it. That's so stupid. Kachuk's a little bitch anyway. Shocking that it was Chucky of all people. Yeah, like, he's always been like that. And so was his brother in Ottawa. But I, I love it. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense that guys are going after Kent Johnson for trying the Michigan goal. Makes zero sense to me. Yeah, but after Johnson was eventually credited with his goal, Ekblad scored, tied it up two to two. 
Sean Crowley got his sixth of the year. He's on a little bit of a heater. And then Johnny Gaudreau got his seventh to make it four to two. All seven of Johnny Gaudreau's goals have been scored in Nationwide Arena this year. And then El Capitan, Boone Jenner, got his eighth of the season. And then the goal that I never saw happen, White from Florida, got one in with 55 seconds left to play, giving us a final of five to three. In that game, we were two for two on the power play. And once again, we talked about shots on goal was 50 to 23. At one point in that game, I looked up and we had 47 shot attempts and Florida had 48 shots on goal. Yeah, that's crazy. They had more shots on goal than we even had attempts. That's pretty wild. And we won five to three. I, this team, I literally, this team makes no sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. How can no you? Sense. Yeah, how can you have this game like we did Sunday, where you just get outshot to death and you pull out a five-three victory? The the night before, like nothing would work, nothing would go right. We get absolutely destroyed. The game before that is a roller coaster. You score two, you give up two, and then you find a way to pull it out in the end. The game before that, we have a nice, exciting overtime finish. I mean, it's just – I watched four games this week, and they were four completely different games. Yeah, that's – it's – it's. I, I did an article about earlier this season, the inconsistency, and I think that you just have to chalk that up to injuries at this point. I mean, I, I don't want to – Larson got his, his, uh, his out-of-jail-free card with all the injuries at this point, so – yeah. It is what it is. He got a lot is, Yeah, it absolutely did, yes. But it's all just crazy, crazy, crazy. I just – at some point, the they got to just look themselves in the face and figure out that this new defensive system is not working. The, the amount of shots on goal and the attempts in general, the numbers are just so lopsided at this point. It might be time to just scrap the defensive plan and start over. Yeah, I – yeah. The defense has been better though, right? Am I crazy? I think it's been better than over the last couple weeks. It's because we've went it's back to man change. instead of it trying to play like, that man zone that we were on. Yeah, the high danger opportunities are down. I'll give them that. The high dangers are down. But just the shots in general, it's like a very, it's like a backyard basketball game version of man defense instead of we're playing in the final four. Right, for sure. Yeah, that's, I've noticed that as well. And I don't know, I, it, seem, it seems like there's adjustments being made and, and they're getting better. So uh, even with the injuries, so that's, that's also chalked up to coaching. I, I can't say anything else bad about coaching at the moment. Just because they're hungry AHL kids. That definitely helps for sure. Yeah. When you have Bemstrom coming up and, and producing immediately, uh Our Ken Lord Johnson and turning around and producing. Now who had who had Boone Jenner leading the team in goals at this point, huh? Anybody? He did for a majority okay. last year. Dennis Kelly probably did. Dennis Kelly probably did, you're right. Yes, I would agree with that. But gives me a massive yeah, been a, it gives you a massive booner. That's it. Gives uh, the last the last week of games has been pretty good overall. I think. Yeah, I mean, the Detroit game sucked, but you can't be mad with three out of four. 
I mean, we got six out of eight possible points. Um, I mean, really, even on a high-caliber playoff contending team, you should be happy winning three out of four games. So not a disappointing week at all, just a disappointing game thrown in the middle. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. But uh, Kyle, can I toss in an update for you? Yeah, please, let's hear it. Six? Uh, I've only heard five cracks. I don't know. Are you sure? I was muted cooking deer steaks. All right, I'll give you six. Now we're that at 645. You only got 15 more minutes. I'll shotgun the last three. I don't give a fuck. Eight and a half. Let's hear it. Yeah, you got to get past eight and a half. All right. So if we look at the this week coming up, you know, being a short week with Thanksgiving thrown in there, no games on Thursday for the entire league. But uh, this week we have Montreal Wednesday. We're at home again for the fifth time in a row. And then an interesting weekend ahead of us. We play the Islanders at home Friday. It's an 8 o'clock start instead of a 7 o'clock start. And then they have to head down to Nashville for an 8 o'clock start down there, which is 7 o'clock their time. So a quick turnaround on a home and away back-to-back. Should be interesting. I mean, what do you guys expect to see out out of the Montreal game? being the second time we've seen them in a week? Uh, I don't expect much out of them. I expect coaching adjustments on both sides. Um, I just think that Montreal has a better coach and more talent. So I I foresee maybe a a flip of the script, I guess you could say, uh, when it comes to Montreal. And I is this is this next one in that or is this the one you're going to Nashville for? Or is this at home? Yes. This is the one I will be traveling to Nashville Saturday morning. So that's at Nashville. We never win at, in Nashville. I don't think. No, I, I'm I'm chalking that up to uh, my usual yearly trip to Nashville to go drink several brewskis on uh, Broadway and make an ass out of myself. Yeah, that sounds like a perfect plan. And watch and the I, Jackets lose. And I'll be doing it with our buddy Steve Pewawar from uh, South Carolina fan chapter. Nice friend of the pod, golfing yep. good golfing guy. Yep, he's going to got him in fantasy this week. Nice. Go, Steve. I think he's got a good team. Oh, speaking of fantasy, uh, I owe your stepson a haircut. You do? You want to give everybody a little bit of detail on what that was? So, last week, we we played each other in fantasy hockey in the artillery uh, fantasy league. And uh, we had a bet that if I win, I get to shave his head. And if and if he won, he I don't remember what I was going to have to do, but it I think didn't you're going to give him a segment on Bucket and Boomer to talk about whatever. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I beat him by quite a bit, over twenty points, and so I get to shave his head now. Coming up, uh, we got to figure out when and where we're going to do that. But it's, yes, because there be, will be uh, video of that. There will be Absolutely. video of shaving his head. Yeah, I can't wait. Hey. Uh, I give the kid props because you tried to give him a, a an exit, and he said, "Nope, I'm a I'm a man of no, my word. I'll pay the price." Yeah, yeah. Even halfway, I think I gave him a buyout, right? And he didn't mm-hmm. take it. Yeah, and so and he paid up when I beat him. Yeah, I yeah. tell you what, if, if if CB Jacob, my stepson Jacob, ever wants to make a bet with you, take it, America, because he is very bad at betting, and he does pay his bet. <laughs> he has bought me several dinners. Oh, yeah, as he should. Anyways, right? 
So, yeah, I am looking forward, though, to uh, taking that trip Saturday. The plan is me and the missus are going to get up Saturday morning, you know. We'll go to the game Friday night when we play the Islanders and then come home, get up Saturday morning, heading straight down, chill out a little bit. We'll have to listen to the Buckeye-Michigan game on uh, the radio on the way down. But uh, we're going to meet up with Steve and hang out and then go to the game, spend the day in – old nashville sunday might possibly try to pick up bingles tickets while we're down there and then uh hop back in the truck and shoot back up here monday morning so we can be back in time for the vegas game so yeah hey, that sounds like a we, great trip i'm actually i'm actually pretty jealous that i'm not going yeah it's definitely going to be the definition of weekend trip <laughs> yeah same here so kyle what, i was supposed to be going then plans changed and yeah, I had several people say, oh, we should do that. We should do that. And then the schedule dropped, and everybody's like, did you see the schedule? I'm like, I'm doing it anyway. I don't care. Oh, yeah. go, Yeah, absolutely. But according to Michael Neff, when I talked to him, because he's been to Nashville several times, he says, uh, if you go down there and talk shit, they'll love you and they'll buy you beers. Well, I can talk shit and I can drink beers, so Saturday night should be an adventure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited to see what comes out of your adventure down there. And then uh, drop a little teaser. Sunday, while we're down there, we're going to hop on the old stream yard and uh, we're going to have a special guest on the podcast oh, yeah? this week that uh, more details will come out later. But got a pretty big TikTok guy from uh, the Ohio area that's going to join us next Sunday. I can't Pre- wait. To, when, are we, when, are we, when do you want to announce that? Uh, as soon as I get the time set in stone, so I know we're 100% on. I've got the information I need to get him on and do everything. And uh, just once we have it locked in and I know 100% it's happening, we will announce it because it's going to happen. And it was going to happen this week, but uh, because of a football game getting moved around, it didn't. So the plan is next Sunday. I mean, I'll go ahead and say it if you want me to say it, and we can pump it up this week. I mean, uh, I'm for you know it. What? Yeah, just go ahead and drop it. Go right ahead now. and do it. Yeah. But uh, I met with uh, Sir Yacht from TikTok, the Cleveland social media guy, at the uh, Jackets game last Thursday and introduced myself and talked to him and uh, made plans to uh, get him on the pod next week. He uh, He's the guy that goes to these sporting events in the Where's Waldo outfits and then does stupid stuff while he's there. Uh, the Jackets game, he ate a Timbit for every save that – Corpy had that night and he had 38 saves. That's too um, many tidbits. I was praying for his toilet. Yeah, he went to, uh, went to a Cavs game a couple weeks ago. He chewed a piece of gum for every point they scored, and I think they scored 117 points that night. Holy shit. When uh, yeah, the Browns and the Bengals played, was that Monday night football or Thursday night football? But when, when they played, he went to the game, and for every Browns touchdown, he ate a pizza, and they had four touchdowns that night. Oh, my God. <laughs> What do you and, uh, think the chance is I can get him to drink a beer for every beer I drink on the podcast? Dude, he'll do just about anything. Uh, we need to see him and you have a, a chugging contest, I think. I'm, I am so for it. Yeah, that I'm sounds so good. For it. But yeah, we definitely, for I, him, talked but... to, I talked to Joe after the game, and uh, like I said, he went to his Jackets game, so we're going to talk to him about his adventures at Nationwide Arena. And uh, the week prior, the Monsters had invited him up, they uh, let him, they brought him out, let him skate on the ice and do some TikTok stuff up there. And uh, there's a TikTok of him out there trying to uh, 
beat the average lap time of an NHLer, which is like 13 and a half seconds. And it only took him 38.4 seconds to do it. It was uh, pretty comical. Wow. That's amazing. Probably quicker than I would be able to do it, to be honest. I can do it and double that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to having him on. He's a really, really funny guy. He literally makes a living off of social media. Kind of, kind of fun to pick his brain and see how he does it. Maybe I can quit my job. Yeah, that's the, here we go. We we got it right here. Let's do it. Little boomer yeah. for influencer. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know how much more we really got. We covered four games. We looked ahead at three games. Uh, about the only other thing I really got for you guys tonight is a Jordan DeMay update. Our, our up on the farm update, Jordan DeMay now sits at 21 games played with 19 goals and 29 apples for a total of 48 points, putting him on pace for 163 points this season, which would put him fourth in the QMJHL history books behind the likes of people like Sidney Crosby and Sidney Crosby. Yeah, there's one other person. I can't remember who it is. They play right yeah, now. Yeah, it was but... Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, and somebody. And he's if he keeps up at his pace, he'll be slotted in right behind him. Very impressive. I, I hope that translates. Um, the uh, Sidney Crosby definitely translated. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see if that translates, which at this point, he's playing the way he did. We're going to see him on the big club big season. Yeah, it's a very good shot. I mean, he definitely – I mean, I keep saying it. He's just he, – he's a puck magnet. The puck finds him and the puck finds the back of the net. And I hope to God it translates over to the NHL game because it's been a long time since we've had a guy that exciting that just does nothing but is a pure scorer. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Gaudreau is – the best thing to ever happen to this organization and free agency and, you know, jumping up to grab Rick Nash. These are guys that names that are going to live in infamy with this organization. But if Jordan Dumay can do half to three quarters of what he's doing now, he could be on a list with players that no one ever expected to see his name beside. Yeah, definitely not us. I, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. If he does half of it, he's still a 72-point player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is impressive. It, it really is. It's amazing watching him doing what he's doing. The kid's just got a nose for the puck. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've tried to catch as much Halifax Moosehead stuff as I can on the computer when it's available. And, right. I mean, that team, that team is loaded. Don't get me wrong. But watching the way he's doing it is – what really amazes me is, you know, he's not the kind of guy, you know, I say he's a pure scorer because when the puck finds his stick, it finds the back of the net, but he's not Connor McDavid going coast to coast. You know, he's not Ovechkin setting up shop and just hitting one timer after one timer. This kid's playing a complete offensive game where he's setting up players and scoring when they set him up and, Right. The way that he finds a puck after a goalie leaves a juicy rebound, he makes them pay for it every time. Yeah, he looks great, and I'm excited to see what he can do when he gets here, for sure. But, yeah, do we have anything else? I think we've pretty much hit it all this week. You got anything, Zach? Oh, fuck, I'm halfway tanked. 
Um, oh, uh, no, I think that's about it. Well, I say we uh, wrap this one up and uh, get it over to you, and let's get her posted. And uh, maybe next week we'll try not to wing it. We'll put a little more info together and do a real episode since I'll have all week to uh, really write up these games while I'm on vacation. And Sunday we'll come to you hopefully with a interview with Sir Yacht and uh, put one hell of an episode out. Yeah, yeah that'd be thanks cool. Thanks for coming to the shit show. Oh, for sure. I. Thanks for coming to the shit show. Like you said, that's a great way to say it. I think this was a good episode. I think this will be good. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what good episodes sound like though. I've never done a podcast before. Yeah, I mean, this is my first time. Well, once first once I figured out how to get the stream to work tonight with our technical difficulties, because yeah, my dog Mr. hit the mute button. Sure. Yeah. Blame it on your dog. Yeah, Kyle. If you would have kept the original over under, I would have won. At eight and a half? Your original was six and a half. You're right, it was. Yeah, eight and a half was the was the the updated. I'm currently drinking beer number seven, so Wow. Well yeah, so good good job. That's impressive. And also don't drive. You're right at an hour and you put down seven while you're on. That's not bad. I'm at the house. Hell yeah. (laughs) Have fun at work tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's, let's, call, it, let's call it a pod and get the hell out of here. On behalf of uh, Zach and Kyle, peace, love, and hockey. coming here all your points or a lot of your points coming here and all your goals are in that end is there something about that end of this rink <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean uh i mean we do we go that in twice yeah so another other other in one so i don't know i mean uh I, there's one season uh in past years i was only scoring at home too and people were starting to say i couldn't play on the road so i, I don't know it's it's uh it's going well here i like playing here i like playing in front of our fans um they give us a lot of energy and uh it's it's a fun building to play in that's the canada end yeah i'm i'm pretty used to it now. i don't even hear it I mean, pretty much <laughs> that's good.